Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 243 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us for this Daily Study Session as we now continue with our study of Doctrine and Covenants 93, uh, covered in the August the 23rd to August the 29th Come Follow Me materials for this week. Um, Let's dive straight in, because uh, like I mentioned, we've got two more days uh, and we should get through everything that I wanted to cover. But there's so much in here, uh, which is great. And it's only 53 verses, which is one of the shorter uh, sections in terms of, you know, a week long section we looked at, like section 88 and 84 and um, 20 and so on. Um, but there's still so much to learn here. Um, in verse 38, we learn about how um, souls or spirits are innocent uh, when they are born into this life, that the the sin that Adam and Eve have brought into the world was redeemed by Christ. It says, every spirit of man is innocent in the beginning. And God, having redeemed man from the fall, men became again in their infant state, innocent before God, which of course um, deals with and explains how uh, and why little children don't need baptism, that they do not have that agency until they reach and an age of accountability that's been given simply so that there can be an age that we know that individuals need to consider being baptised at that point. Of course, all people mature and learn differently, uh, but uh, that is just an age which we use in the church to help us uh, be uh, given the opportunity to accept the gift of baptism. Um, President Joseph Fielding Smith said, quote, Now we baptise our children at the age of eight years. That is the age that the Lord has designated as the age of accountability. Little children before that age are redeemed should they die without any act upon their part. One of the most wicked doctrines ever taught in this world was that little children were born in sin, contaminated and have to be cleansed from that sin for which they themselves were not responsible. Little children were innocent in the beginning, the Lord says, and by his decree, until they reach the age of accountability, they are free from sin. But from that age on, they are under the necessity of baptism for the remission of sins and entrance into the church and kingdom of God. Close quote. Um, and as it says, you know, and President Joseph Fielding Smith said there that it is a an awful doctrine, really, to think that children as young, younger than eight should they should they die uh, before that age, you know, would not receive salvation. You know, it, it wouldn't make sense uh, for me personally. But I guess that suppose uh, came from, as it says in verse thirty nine, the tradition of their fathers. You know, these are the reasons why. Um, you know, it's just over time that's just what had begun to be believed. Um, and so, you know, that is an important point to remember as well. Interestingly, around verse 41, there is, you know, we've just had this really in-depth doctrinal discussion about who God is in relation to us, who we are, you know, eternally before this life and in this life and in the hereafter as well, who, what our relationship is to our Heavenly Father, the, about light and, and law and knowledge and intelligence and um, you know, knowledge and how it is all interconnected and linked to our Saviour. Such really deep, wonderful doctrines to discuss. And then in verse 41, we then have um, a switch, really, to some very practical things that were going on in that time. Um, for example, in verse 41 to 42, Frederick G. G. Williams, who, let's not forget, is one of the newly called First Presidency. Um, he is told that he has not taught his children enlightened truth according to, to the commandments. Um and he's told to set in order his own house. 
uh, in verse 43, it actually says, And now a commandment I give unto you. If you will be delivered, you shall set in order your own house, for there are many things that are not right in your house. Now, again, you know, we've said this before with uh, Martin Harris uh, and other people as well who have, uh, I think, um, Edward Partridge, you know, some men who have made incredible sacrifices for, you know, the bringing forth of the restored gospel in the last days. We have so many instances in the Doctrine and Covenants where they are directed because these are revelations in directing the early church where they're told that they're doing something wrong and they need, that they need to repent. But of course, we shouldn't remember Frederick G. Williams for this one instance in the Doctrine and Covenants uh, where he's had to make a change and a correction. But it's something that we can learn from. We need to make sure that we have things right in our own homes. Um, they are often the place where we are our, our most true self, really, is in within the walls of our own homes. And as such, you know, how we live and act in there, in our, in our homes with our family, is something we need to consider. Are we loving? Are we patient and kind? Um, or are we frustrated at times? And um, do we neglect time with our family for other pursuits that perhaps do not give us um, a greater eternal benefit? So that's a, a lesson to consider as we go through some of the more practical things we learn uh, in this part of the section. Uh, we also have a direction to Sidney Rigdon as well, who again um, did a lot really in terms of bringing forth the restored gospel. A lot of teaching and testifying he did uh, to testify of the restored gospel of our Saviour Jesus Christ. Uh, and yet again, in verse 44, he is told to uh, set in order his house. Um, and then he's the Lord speaks to Joseph Smith himself. But before he then says what he needs to say to Joseph Smith, he calls all of these individuals he's, he's spoken to friends um, because they will have an inheritance with him, which is such a wonderful blessing. Um, uh, Joseph B. Wordplin said this, quote, The compassion of Christ-like friends deeply touches and changes our lives. We should well remember that the Lord often sends blessings from above through words and deeds of those who love. Love is the very essence of the gospel of Christ. In this church, prayers for help are often answered by the Lord through simple daily service of caring brothers and sisters. In the goodness of genuine friends, I have seen reflected the mercy of the Lord himself. I have always been humbled by the knowledge that the Saviour regards us as his friends when we choose to follow him and keep his commandments. Close quote. There may be often in our lives where, times in our lives where there are huge trials and difficulties that we have to manage and take and, and work through. And often we can, you know, see the offers of service, the the care and love that is shown by other people. Uh, and we might not recognize that as a gift from, from God and a show of his love for us as well, because other people have helped us through that. But, you know, remember what we just talked about in this section, that truth and light is from Christ, that the light of Christ that all people have to, to be kind and caring and loving is from our Saviour. And so it is from him that, that people are influenced to make that choice, but they have their agency to act upon it. And that is why this section 93 is brilliant, because it outlines for us how God does reach out through others uh, and bless their lives without taking away their agency to make that choice, but still influencing them and guiding them to do so through his light, through the Holy Ghost, if we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. But again, it, it can be simply through the light of Christ, which any of our God, of our Heavenly Father's children can have. Um, and so it just shows you a lot of the good in the world is from our Heavenly Father as gifts of mercy to us. Um, so I love that quote, really liked it. And then, of course, you know, he says his words that he has to say to Joseph Smith. 
which again are not you know are not very positive when we think about repentance as a negative thing but repentance remember is a positive um, invitation in verse 47 and 48 it says you have not kept the commandments and must needs stand rebuked before the Lord. Your family must needs repent and forsake some things and give more earnest heed unto your sayings or be removed out of their place. So not only does Joseph Smith need to be rebuked, his family needs to repent as well. And again, you know, we, obviously we shouldn't focus on these things because we all have need to repent and change. Uh, and so there certainly should not be any judgment from us for this. And actually, you know, we all... I'm sure if the Lord could speak to us, would be invited to repent and change uh, for some things in our lives. Because, of course, um, we all have an opportunity to uh, make choices um, as we have been influenced and guided by the Spirit. Um, I think that's really uh, a great place to pause there. And what we'll do is we'll continue and finish uh, this section tomorrow in our final study session for this week. So thank you once again for joining us. Please do join us on Facebook. Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. And you can also email session at gmail.com uh, if you have any uh, thoughts and insights from your study that you'd like to share. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>